see it and it just makes them go crazy there was this one time there was like a sticker from so far away on the back of a car and it was like it was like a stripper or sticker or something but like you know when it's broken down to shapes like that hand right there yeah. I saw it from so far away and it was just like where the where like the bathing suit comes down and the way that the strings were on the sticker and the design that like it you feel that little tingle yeah and I was like, no, oh, that can't be it. Is that really, like, is that a shape of, like, a woman stripper or something? I was like, it could just be that I'm seeing it in other shapes, but no. It's just the simple symbol of it. We're just, we're programmed. That's it. Thank goodness for, for, uh, porn. Amen. Good thing. Good thing. So. Tonight, it's Friday night. The feeling is right. We're watching the shadow video for the first time. Yeah, I I opened the packaging none than two minutes ago. Is that right? Not more than. None then. None than two minutes past. And um, we're watching the Excess Jado movie. Excess Jado. <laughs> um, we split. I don't normally drink energy drinks, but I figured since it was Friday, both had longer work days. We split a Red Bull, and I'm dr- I have a winter ale. Yeah, I got the pale ale. One. And um, we're just we're trying to set a good atmosphere. We just watched. Okay, what's the video that I just watched? Hershey Wood shoots a good dog. <sighs> Thank you, Desi Jones. Yeah. Because Todd wouldn't have found that, and he wouldn't. Amazing. Because I was skeptical. Hershey Wood. It's probably. I'm trying to think. What was the last thing that I really lost it on? Like, what was the last internet video where you just. You get sucked into a world of insane laughter. <laughs> that um, the double rainbow video got me laughing. Bert and Ernie hard. Brutal was Bert and Ernie Bert Brutal. I haven't seen that. It's a. Uh, it's like okay, Bert, and it. This like. It's death metal, but not even. It's this very percussive sounding death metal, and it's just two frames of Bert and Ernie playing drums from Sesame Street. Yeah really high speed and it's the kind of thing where it's not that funny at first and then you keep watching it and the repetition of it 
and I just remember people haven't thought it's funny, and I just like I get tears streaming down <laughs> my face every single time. I so, love that. Her, Hershey, what's it? Hershey Wood. Hershey Wood shoots a good dog. Yeah, whatever. He's on there. Yeah, right now, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it. Google Hershey Wood shoots a good dog, and you'll laugh your ass off. It's from two thousand ten. So it? yeah, it's just maybe hitting its stride now that yeah you know there's these videos that haven't been discovered yet. There's there's gonna be many viral videos to come that they exist right now, but it's just totally. that right person needs to find it and yeah. share it because I didn't. You can't. You have to experience it. You can't explain it. Yeah, you there's have a, to experience it. There's a lot going on in that video, which it's, it's makes the replay thick with layers. It's the replay. There's many really reasons high. why it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and every time you watch it, you discover a new reason. And, like, you know, companies are trying to make these viral videos that, <laughs> that are, like, with actors, and they're trying to do, like, the shaky camera and stuff. They're trying to replicate something that... And there's people that are dumb enough to be like, oh, look at this video, and yeah. I'll be like, oh, it's so fake. People can't see. Um, you can't replicate this, this hot dog shooter video. If you're a company... If you tried to act like this guy, you can't do it. You would have to live in that world to be this good at hot dog shooting. Yeah. And to... He's just... No way someone could be an actor and do that. No. And the girl... You can't like, be her. She in the would. background. The, Unreplicable. The setting, the pants. Talk. The pants. <laughs> the pants. <laughs> I didn't even notice that until the second viewing when you pointed out the pants <laughs> Where do you get those? You don't. That's like a genre of like you know how like what is it about like slightly crack headish like <laughs> the dragon shirt and the weird crazy like a bandana he didn't, he a didn't tight have a dragon shirt yeah. the tight so he had like a red hat on or something like a red backwards hat maybe I don't know he had some some kind of headgear like the that Fred Durst and like this kid there's this that time still existed yeah. maybe he was like stuck in a loop or that time. isn't that funny that the 90s was like a tighter fitting shirt and baggy pants and Not then now look. and then now it's like the tighter big, shirts yeah. with a big sh- yeah. or t- fitting pants with a sh- big shirt yeah. it I haven't reversed I haven't got a super big shirt but I have been enjoying I have a, a couple of shirts that are they're a bit longer yeah. they are very comfortable for skating I, I haven't had like a really big shirt before but <laughs> when was the last time you tried to wear like baggier jeans and a tighter fitting shirt it's really hard. uncomfortable it's hard it's like you're setting yourself up to look dorky. I remember Mason would always wear like a really tight shirt that was yeah. really short, and then he would sag his pants a lot. He could pull that off though. I don't know how, but <sighs> depends. I mean, he rocked it. He rocked it with confidence, but I don't know if you can sag your pants like that and have your ass hanging out and ever really make it work, unless you're like on a stage unless you're like Lil Wayne how the fuck did we do that we're seven minutes in and I did I bring up pants I think I brought up pants <laughs> Hershey Woods pants <laughs> we always had to talk about pants <laughs> they're important they, I put on the wrong pants the other day for work and I was pretty uncomfortable you gotta have good pants <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure we'll see there's lots of different... Well, probably the same kind of pants for this video. I'm... Ex- yeah. But, okay. Um, so, so, to start, do you have anything just 
introing feelings or anything related to about to watch this video because yeah the idea of we're gonna just intro this here yeah i'm really excited to watch it i was really excited to see it when i heard that paul john made it that makes it really exciting and i'm not expecting the world from it i'm just trying to i'm expecting it to be good i mean because paul john made it and i'm setting myself up for a good experience but i'm trying i'm not like going into it expecting like a drip drop or a hoax or a, like a mind-blowing video I'm just I'm just excited to see what they came up with yeah yeah it's interesting that they the logo on the front how remember the original logo was like all the animals yeah they like changed the branding a lot over the years of shadow since it yeah this is interesting it's like a like a gold it reminds me of like labyrinth or the dark crystal it has like a fantasy element to it totally um, which kind of is kind of with the old brand, but at, it, it's interesting. It's almost like Lord of the Rings-ish or something, that font. What exactly is Shadow trying to do with, with this? Because That's an interesting Shane, question. Shane Coburn had a very specific, like, with the animals and everything Yeah. originally, and then... Um, Would you, Shadow has become a very rocker company. Like a lot of the people that ride on it, uh, Farmer, it's uh, Schwab. Not so, it's more like the alternative. Yeah, I guess. It's hard to even say anymore because Leon really broke it down with that group A, group B thing. He did. This could so easily be like, uh, you know, an SSM video or a. But there are, there are some wild cards in this video. Dustin Werbeski and. Um, Kevin Yee and Paul John kind of ride the line of like Jado's like unique, the those are some unique yeah Jado's like the quote unquote creative skating company. I guess it is yeah I guess of all it's the companies it's the most kind of a lot of the people are very very creative and very very unique like Kevin Kevin Yee is very unique Ben Schwab is very unique I'm really Farmer's excited Farmer's very unique he Paul hasn't John. had a big section since shock you talking about Kevin Yee no 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 uh, Ben Schwab sorry Ben Schwab. Ben Schwab I'm really excited to see his section he's had some, yeah. like some online things but the fact that some people filmed this for this for a while and Dustin Dustin Wabeski stop it this is exciting this is, this an is exciting pretty night. exciting <clears throat> so I, I have experience with this product both the shadow salt, inline skates yeah shadow inline skates they are a creative inline skate as well they're not my favorite but I do enjoy when I have skated them um, cause I also think rems are a very creative inline skate but they've never sold themselves as any specific type of company ever really right and so, I think <clears throat> typically the big the big pros that have skated it aren't the most creative necessarily I'm thinking Halfy, Nick their, Wood. Their ams are fucking Frankie Morales. killing it right now, too. Who, like, who else is, like, Rems? Nils, like, oh, Nils, right, Nils and that Mason Richards and um, Ryan Sibio. There's, like, lots of young guys who are, like, their am team is really... Oh, and uh, their protein, Dominique Wagner, Jacob Jewell, they have, like, some really good European riders. Rems is really cool because it's, like, a lot of their people just like win all of the contests or plays yeah. really high but it's never 
people always forget. It's not like boastful that they win everything. Yeah. It's just the skates people skate really well. Yeah, the they skates. don't. They don't really market their team really hard. No. You don't see like photos of them standing next to brick walls and no. like this is the pro team. It's more just like people who skate the skate, and uh, and also like happy. They got happy. That's all they need. Yeah. That's it. Pretty much. They got happy, and they have a, a high quality inline skate. And they have Kato, who's amazing. They do. They've got they've got a story yeah. that goes with the brand, which is he's very amazing important. too because he. Like, I don't think he really cares too much about doing, like, interviews or press or anything like that. He, he focuses on, like, whatever the next skate is. He's not very public. Yeah. Or anything. He's not, like, top... He's not, like, brown-nosing about the skates. Or anything. Yeah. They seem like... Rem seems like the least marketed yeah. skate brand in rollerblading. So back, but okay, the tangent that we got off on, they are a creative skate in terms of the technology. In Rems terms of the image. In terms of the image, Shadow has a creative skate technology, and they also went with the creative team. Yeah, and I think a lot of that also has to do with the, f- the first real pro on Shadow was Dustin Latimer. And he helped design the skate. Of course, yeah, he did. So and of course it's going to be a creative skate. Also Shane Coburn... Um, Love him or, or hate him, him and Latimer collaborated on Words and Brain Fear Gone. Two very influential videos. So if they make can't a skate, hate. it's kind of good. The, just the idea of like what they built that company to before it went to Power Slide, there was so much momentum behind it, and there still is to this day, that there's that attached to this too. Yeah. It's very exciting. There's so a lot going this on. Is, is this, I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Is this the first Excess Jado video? <laughs> yes, it is. it is. And also, um, full length feature. Like, let's see. So, Razors puts out videos regularly. Rems has never put out a video. Nim put out a video. Yeah. What other brands have we got here? Volo puts out videos. Volo puts out videos. This is. Jado's been around for quite a while and they haven't put out a video. Yes. How long has excess Shado? Is Jado. What's um, cool about this is I wonder, uh, well, like, I don't know what to expect, but it would be cool if if there was a little bit of history with the skate brand, not like in the video or anything, but even on the back. Like, let's just say you were a kid and you were getting, um, or you could be whatever age, and you were getting this these skates for the first time and you were getting a video. It'd be cool to know yeah, the history it, of it. It would be cool, but the, the interesting thing about Shadow is that it's got a broken history. So like yeah. it's like the people who are running Shadow now wouldn't promote the fact that it was started by Dustin Latimer and Shane Colburn. They almost would want to hide that history. You know? Whereas a company like Rams or Volo, it's been the same owner, the same yeah. people since That's the true. beginning. Yeah. You know, but Shadow has become like a like it was sold to power slide. Um, two the original, original riders though by Solomon. the two original riders or the original team was uh, Jess Dogwell Chris Farmer Dustin Latimer right there was only three team riders to I think so right? yeah and so they're still they're still here Ben Schwab was also an early 
Yeah. Team Rider. Damien Wilson was on the team for a he long time. He should have been in this fucking video. He should have been in this fucking video. But we all know that, so hopefully he'd be a good person to get on the podcast. Eventually. He would. Um, they've been, it's been really weird about, like, uh, like the first Power Slide brand Jados were really bad, like, not good quality, the straps and everything, remember? Like, the yeah. first run of, they've gotten a lot better over time, remember the first Terrible. Run? Yeah, terrible. There was, like, those gray farmers. So bad. They just even like when you would see people skate them in videos, they just didn't. Ugh. I well, I got a pair, and the, the the which ones did you get? I think the first run that was produced by Power Slide, I got the first pair that was produced by Solomon. Yeah. Super high quality yeah. skate, and especially for a first run. Yeah. Like it's rare that a first run of a skate would be that, that good. Well, well, but Solomon, the first run, yeah. The Latimer Solomon, skate, right? The Latimer skate yeah. was so good, and then I went from that to yeah, the first run that Power Slide produced, and the parts. That, like bolts were just falling off like stitching was coming undone when you put them on it just didn't it felt didn't like, feel like your foot just was in cheap it. material felt like your foot could almost like roll within the yeah really the straps cheap. were bad bad straps very bad straps but the, they've they, gotten they're a better. Lot better they're a lot better they've gotten a lot and now better. they've also released the 2.0 yes skate so. which neither of us have tried but no. they look they pretty, look good. Pretty decent. They look good. So, um... What I'm excited to watch we, this video. Yeah, what... Um, did we miss anything? Um... It's a... I, you I know, should be okay. more excited for this. It's a pretty... It should be pretty This awesome. is This I'm is pretty excited. exciting. I'm also... Okay, go ahead. What you know what would be amazing? What? If Latimer had a section in this. Yeah. Like, if he was still a part of this brand and yeah. still... That's a whole other wormhole, though. That is... That's that's a that's a consistent story in rollerblading history that I don't think will ever change. No. No Damien Wilson. No Dustin Latimer. Any other fallen soldiers from Shadow? From Shadow? Um, oh, it would have been cool because Sean Kelso is starting to skate them. It would have been cool if he had a section in this video, but there were that was on that one, that Casey Mo video. So whose section are you like most excited for in this? Um, or what sections are you excited for? Kevin E and Dustin. Oh yeah, with, Dust. with a little bit of Ben Schwab thrown in. Don't oh, and Paul John. Sleep on Paul John. PJ. Victor, Victor is in this. Oh man, Victor. So there's at least five or six people right away that not I haven't watched the video in a long time where I'm excited for that many sections. Yeah, this is and better. Yeah, this is this is a heavy hitting. Mike Obidoza is really sick too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his skating. So go watch. Let's watch this shit. Am I missing any points? I don't think so. Well, we're gonna watch this video. Yeah. And. then we'll we'll come back and, and talk after we watch the video. Tell you how it was. So without further ado, XSJ Dover. Yes. Exciting. Let some of the blues blood come out to show them 
Let's talk about the beginning of that wave. We're talking about Dustin Morbeski. Even just the intro oh, was John. really cool. The design of the credits and everything was really yep, well done. The first, the opening Victor. section. Victor. Fuck. Schwab. Kevin Yee. It was heavy hitting. It Marcus. Was like bing, bang, boom. Lee Martin's section was fucking awesome. Lee Martin's section, section was awesome. Don't even awesome. talk about Paul John. Um, what was the the Danny Mike the Danny o- Theps Mike, Mike o- o- Obedoza amazing really awesome like Every the first like 20 minutes was variety. just fucking tight as fuck yeah there weren't many there was like all good shit yeah even that the mix section was really the mix good section, yeah. there was a mix Mort, section that was really Mort had some tricks <laughs> it was it was so um, good Michael Briggs had some tricks Rory Millahan. Rory Millahan. What tricks did he have on for that double abstract grab trick? What are what, some of those? Some like shorts. Silk boxers or something like that. People don't rock shorts. But they flowed really. Well. People prefer pants over um, shorts. The the first. Well, we won't say where it went bad just yet, but it might. Uh, <laughs> some words off the top of my head, from just the the the, ra- the, the wave that we were. 
not the rave that we are riding, the wave <laughs> that we are riding, futuristic. It was really futuristic. Like it was um, when you're younger and you're talking about like, what do you think rollerblading videos would be like in the future? You, just this bombardment of like what skates can do. Yeah, very intersection alone. Some of the like regular looking spots that not only would look normal to a rollerblader, but would look extra normal to a human being. The way that people are using spots now are yeah. it's opening like rollerblading's like blossoming or blooming or opening and, up and everybody's section was drastically different yeah the, the diversity the was really and everyone's weird. older which yeah. is so exciting everyone, nobody's everyone fucking getting like paid late at least late 20s early 30s none of the good paid. sections were getting paid correct which we'll get into we'll, we'll get into <laughs> but uh yeah everyone's older um and every 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 uh, like so many tricks it was like very you wouldn't see like a nice tight trick down a ledge it was all it was constant like very interesting use of architecture it was all stuff that was like unique to that spot I can't remember like, constant like old surprise like, like constant surprising moments. moments to the point that when we we only rewatched one section which was Paul John's before that and we noticed so much more shit because this isn't a review of this podcast this is just us talking and then watching the video and then talking again it doesn't count as any review but the second time we watched Paul John's section some of the stuff that that stood out like how awesome yeah. some of the stuff is that how how mature rollerblading's getting and how it's coming into its own very confident and manly these these are men <laughs> on rollerblades Joey Man, with Which receding hairlines, ponytails, balding spots, there's receding hairlines, there's beards, there's those smile marks, there's wrinkles. Like, yeah, these, these are roller these men have been through a lot of years of torment. <laughs> there's also like, so the futuristic vibe. There's also, um, I don't know how they were able to do this, but they were there must have been a really good vibe around the sessions because it, they went out to film for this video, but a lot of the, like, the, the wave that we wrote at the start was like, it didn't have the feeling of these people were getting clips for a video. I didn't feel that. I don't know if that was kudos to the filmer and the editor, but it, you know, when like you watch a video and it's like, okay, yeah. So it's, they had a camera and they went out and they said, let's get clips for video. So we're gonna film some clips of tricks and we're gonna put it to a song. It had like an energy to it. Yeah, it felt it felt natural. It felt yeah. like everyone was having a, a lot of and fun. People while were like very passionate. Really about passionate, it. but in the right way. They weren't trying to. It seemed like instead of presenting like, yo, look at how awesome rollerblading is. It came off very natural because some like the passion. Yeah. of like I, it, how I said while we were watching I was like this is a, like this skating is way more aggressive than aggressive skating was Lee, Lee Mart or whatever he does that trick where he like bashes off the fence and grinds like the top of something and jumps fucking back over the fence into the bank like there's some aggressive skating in this Very video and like people taking creative skating to such a higher level like it's impressive and it's creative at the same time yeah and um, the editing, the way it was put together, was very 
relaxed. Like the musical choices. Breathing space for the skate it had, sounds. It had breathing spaces and, and each section had a really u- different vibe, but it wasn't like super in your face. It was really, it, it let itself build. Yeah. Like a lot of the sections really build. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, Definitely a pretty much the, mature approach. Which means the replay value is high, right? And that shot of Dustin, the first shot in his section of him climbing up on that roof, <sighs> and then he just rolls up on it and he doesn't even hesitate. He just does a full U and then soul grinds like down the building. That was amazing. There was some Oh my God. And then the last trick of Dustin's section yeah. where he souls that rail and then gaps to soul on that huge ledge. The last track, oh trick in Lee Mart section too was a crazy ass soul off of like a roof thing. Oh yeah. People, lots of people like like landing their shit and just bashing into something and like they're in this trance of fucking passion. passion fucking passion lots of passion very inspiring it made yeah. me want to go just fucking do something yeah. dangerous there was some amazing like let's live Joey <laughs> the part the part that we laughed really hard at the, there, there was the giggle session um, <laughs> Paul John does that the fakey five and it's like it's like a pyramid on street into a ledge roll yeah and uh, it reminds me of it's the successor is a successor when you yeah you move on remember the shot in Jake Elliott's section in Smell the Glove where he does the 180 and then everyone's like we always made that <laughs> joke like everyone is walking to their destination there was one of those in the Paul John section they kept the shot yeah. going for a little bit longer and it was like all of these people like slightly overweight and looking really normal like I am going to my destination now that was interesting but I cannot reflect I need to focus on the task at hand that person is so far away from how I live my life he's freaky I could never be friends with him I can't communicate with him must get to my destination must complete TPS reports <laughs> which is why uh, the Walt Austin section the, I'm seeing robots passing by it struck a nerve with like rollerblading yeah. It's like, because there were some robots passing by in that shot. They were, pa- yeah, robots. I love uh, Paul John's song. The, <laughs> I'm, I'm an agitated, animated. What's up? I said, well, I'm a frustrated, animated, regular man. He's just a regular man. He's just a regular man who, who jumps big gaps and just like fuck shit up on his blade. he's really taken on that some of the feelings that you get from Pat Lennon videos like there was the quick shot of like like a black lady or something really quick like leaning off of a deck in that one housing area and then it's the weirdest grossest spot with like overgrown grass and he soul grinds the kink rail in this weird apartment in a place of America that you would never see on television. Yeah. And he's got the fucking cut off American flag shirt. Like, you really get to see real parts of the world, which yeah. I always thought was awesome about Pat Lennon's videos. Like, you have a connection that totally. you just can't get on television. Totally. That that was in this video too. Yeah. It was um, so exciting. Yeah. Um, it was a really, really good... Just from first viewing. I mean, I won't jump and say anything drastic, but replay value is really high just based yeah. off of that passion. And that, like, what? It was... 
for the first, it was like that felt heavy like hitting half yeah. an hour of just awesomeness, amazing, just bad. Like the, we were, Joey and I were both like fully sucked in. It was it was that skate that classic skate video feeling, where yeah. you're just like, it's just got that vibe that you're just so yeah. into, and we were constantly just like, oh Giggle, shit, like, oh giggling, and you the, move your arm. What the fuck? Yeah. Like just constantly, oh, we must yeah. we must have had like. Lots of over fifty bug out moments yeah. where we're really stoked. Which on is what was really, happening. which is really That's high. That's a lot. Yeah. Which is really high. That's a yeah. much higher percentage. That's a. It was a high yeah. rate of. Because okay, so what was the last video that you saw where? It was consistent hose. Shock video was shock video was was very long. Like it almost could have been two videos. So that had lots of O moments, but this was like. This was consistent, short and down. Yeah. Very. I love. Uh, yeah, the vibe it had it. for each section. It had it. It 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 did it almost restore your faith in in like. No. Okay. It, it, Joey's holding up the DVD. He but, couldn't complete his sentence. He was talking about the DVD, but no, it didn't. I want this video to be online. I just yeah. want. I yeah. I want it to be available to yeah, everyone because basically by putting it on DVD, you're just limiting the amount of people who, who are going to see it. And this is an awesome video. I want more people to see it. So you're I trying to say this is archaic that I had to get. It's this very archaic. Mail. Basically, it's just we're gonna make it harder for people to see it, so less people are gonna see it. And yeah, if you put it online, people would see it faster, easier. They might make like does does PowerSlide really need to make like two thousand dollars off of this video? Do they really need to make $2,000 for, like, all the effort they're putting into producing the DVD, shipping it out, advertising it, when they could just put it online? And really, this is a marketing tool. You know what This I video is going to make people want to skate shadows. One thing about DVDs that I can see from the DVD perspective still is that if a shop gets a DVD myself, if I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't get this anywhere else... I gotta order this, or if I was, if I had a local shop, well, I'm more about ordering. If you order a DVD, I'm more likely to order some other shit. So I don't know if that's. And also, like, if this was on online, we might not be doing this podcast, and we we would probably just watch the video like alone. Like we wouldn't have gotten together to watch it. There like, is you, an experience you brought it over, been, and there was rapping on it. So yeah, there's an experience attached to it, but. Even, like, how much does it cost to, like, so for the next Mushroom Blading, if we wanted to do, like, a DVD, it's, it's costly, isn't it? I think... You need to have an investor. Yeah. 1500 to make a thousand copies to produce or something like that. Something like that, I guess. For, cause it's yeah, like, 1500 For, for higher 2, quality, 000. like, the, the proper, like, the good discs and stuff with the coating on the yeah. back, it's minimum, like... You might be able to do five hundred, and it's it's just so if you if you look at it from a perspective of like just getting it to people, to people, it's so cumbersome. Like you have to send them in the you have to send the, the anticipation factor though across the world to get it to someone. Gotta admit, I know that gotta admit there's more anticipation factor built around tr- it, and yeah. that's what people play on as well. It's true, um, but I do I also think that it's up to the consumer even if it's online even if it's something that's online it's up to the consumer to like consume it in a responsible way and to like 
put the effort into yeah, making a meaningful experience. If it was online, we wouldn't have consumed it responsibly. We would have consumed it in passing, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But sometimes when you're on your own and you have headphones on, sometimes headphones can, really can increase the potency of the experience because it can suck you in yeah. that much more. <laughs> like you're watching that... Dog <laughs> yeah, like if you watch Hershey dogs shoot some dogs with headphones, that just heightens the experience. <laughs> well, I could watch that every morning. Yeah. Okay, That's so it. Hershey dogs, sh- Hershey Wood shoots some good dogs, or shout out video. There's a little bit of like the spirit of what's the Hershey oh, yeah. Wood? Hershey Wood. Hershey Wood is in this video a little bit. The spirit. Yeah. The spirit or some emotion that you The rawness. The rawness is definitely. Yeah. And that is still so fucking refreshing about rollerblading videos yeah. is no matter what, it's constantly developing on a I fucking hate the word underground. I don't want to use that word, but it's rollerblading is still developing and it's so exciting to watch that yeah. and this has been like from from shit accidental machines if you were to jump from accidental machines which is the last mind game video to the first half an hour of this video where rollerblading has gone the fucking energy behind rollerblading that you feel in this video yeah the variety the intensity the passion and the age of the riders yeah makes a big difference they're not they're not doing it for any other reason than what comes through in the video yeah what are they expecting to get out of being in the shadow video they don't care they're just probably trying to get us excited like if we went to go filming tonight I would totally want to like kick something kick like a wall into a grind and then like stomp to forwards like just kick something to alley of soul stomp to forwards there's a lot of like good shit really like inspiring that. yeah really powerful very powerful powerful skate. very powerful I would love Paul to know John how long they broke a rail he jumped on a rail and just broke it yeah his reaction lots of uh um it's weird good facial expressions I found, in this video. yeah you could see people's faces but it wasn't like it wasn't zoomed you could just see them to, because of I don't know if it was because it came through more than normal videos because people try and pretend this is my face that I don't care that I just, just did this trick You people really care humans human beings on rollerblades yeah. Dustin Robeski's face after he did the last trick in his section there was lots of good faces where he was just he was like he was scared but he was like excited that, that he such landed an amazing it reaction. like I'm alive. That was crazy. That was like, that would have been a hammer if he just jumped to roll that. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, fuck. It had a warm feel too. I found like, um, it had like a Cal, like the California and the Barcelona. It got you stoked to like, go skating in the summertime Fuck, and like spots with like tangles of ledges and rails and like when you think back to the video it was like the filming was so cool in some parts but it's like it really made you think of like the next time you're at a spot Ben Schwab specifically he does that he did a couple things where it was like that spot just looks like there would be nothing there for lots of people but 
like Pariah kind of did this when I watched it, but I think this took it to the next level. It's like that spot that people are gonna think is an old spot will become a new spot if you watch this video. Yeah. I can't remember, it was like a really short rail beside a really short ledge, and it's like the technical things that really people good. are doing now. Variety of So spots. many highlight tricks, just thinking of Ben Schwab's section alone. There's so many highlights in this video. Yeah. Fuck, that true spin fish up that rail. Fucking Christ. There's so many fuck moments in that video. Oh, he does that like, he does that cess slide on top of that one ledge to in spin soul on the lower ledge. And there's like, again, that like, that fuck yeah, passion, rollerblading. Very expressive. We've talked about that before. Yeah, we've talked about that. Very expressive. Rollerblading is, when it's good, it's so good. Yeah. Mike Obi. Obadoza. Obadoza. Did you see that uh, Rob G birthday edit? Yeah. He did and Mike Obadoza that like stale fast slide to true Macchio was amazing. He's taking that like that like Julio. You know what like Julio was always known for. Now he's just like chilling. He doesn't. He can do whatever he wants, and it looks good. But like Julio's like original style. He's kind of like taken that in a direction. Pushed it. Does that make any sense? Like, I find there's a bit of Julio in that, like. Totally. Yeah. But he's kind of able to do like the wall ride. The yeah. quick wall ride there to was grind. Some amazing shit with that, like wall rides into grinds and out of grinds. And Kevin Yee, that he did like a wall ride to back backslide on like a. Man, there's some cool, like. Like precise precision skating yeah. that would, would be used to be small, and now it's like it's like weird, like. People are jumping gaps pretty much, but doing grinds and wall rides in the middle of jumping a big gap, kind of. And people are, it seemed like people were really opening up to like, yeah, spots that are like smaller, but they would do really impressive and technical things yeah. on like shorter rails and stuff that, yeah, like eight years ago, people wouldn't skate. And there was, like, a human sketchiness to some of the stuff, too. To the first half. Like, there was... N not even the first half. So, are we going to transition now? Or are we going to talk about when we start? Well... Okay, so the video started off really good. Really good. And held it. And then there was a very clear point where it went downhill. <laughs> and it started to become just another video... N like impressive skating but not as impactful on an emotional level yeah definitely some impressive all impressive skating and some highlights but not the consistency that the video had before yeah. this point we found so, ourselves we found ourselves like <laughs> not it wasn't like oh shit it was like oh that that was really high yeah that that was pretty high that was good like justifying why it was good instead of feeling the awesomeness we had to like point out like oh that was impressive because like that that thing was really high who had the last section by the way before the wave started going down I think it was Farmer 
No, 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 no. Like there was the stretch of the way. Oh, before before JC. Was it Paul John and then JC? I don't. We'll have to look back. But I don't know. Like, but there was three. Like <laughs> <laughs> up until up until JC Rose section, the video was really good. And <laughs> then JC JC Rose section was the clear line. And it wasn't bad. It just wasn't at the level of everything before it. Yeah. And then, and I would go so far as to say that there could have been a shared JC Rowe farmer and Stockwell section at the end of the video or somewhere in the middle of the video. I would agree with you. <laughs> because I really, my interest in the video really started to go down. That's where I started, like, yeah. The, I didn't jump off the wave. Was it those, yeah, those but three sections? the wave sections. was just kind of bringing me back to the shore at that point. Yeah. And don't you want to, like, don't you want the wave to get even bigger at that point? You want the wave to get even bigger, or you want the wave to just crash and and that be that? And Todd, I have and, a theory. I have a theory. And, um, let's hear it. You know, take what you want away from this, but I have, I think everyone before... Row for Pro. Before JC Row in that video, uh, is not a paid Jello rider. And everyone from JC Row after is a paid Jello rider. So from JC Row to Stockwell to Farmer in that video where we felt the wave was going down, I think they're on the payroll. And I think everyone else before that might not be in the payroll. It's just a theory. Take what you want, but that was something that I kind of felt. And I also felt that it did. Yeah, I did feel these that guys. Like, might, th- there was a the guys at the end. They're like career they, riders. They were. There was there were some tricks there that felt like they were just clocking in. Great, I'm a great rollerblader. I'm going to do a good job today. Clocking out. Yep. Really impressive. Here I am again, justifying the tricks, and that's exactly why it sucked. Because you shouldn't have to fucking justify it. You should just fucking feel it. When rollerblading is at its best, you don't need to say like, oh, that f- the thing that he jumped was really high. Oh, the thing that he slid was look, really long. Look, look, it's really good because Impressive balance. You don't need to justify it. You just feel the badassness. When Paul John fucking does a trick, you don't need to say, oh, yes, that was good because look at how dangerous that was. No, you just feel the amazingness. This is kind of something that came up in the the Leon and Kenny podcast is that maybe like the less money that's in like maybe fewer people getting paid fewer people getting sent to competitions it's so bad on one level on another level it's fucking awesome yeah because if everyone was paid to skate in this video I don't think it would have been as good if all of the sections that we saw before JC Rowe, like these people didn't have to work jobs and the time, you get this feeling that it's like, oh, like we're filming for the Jado video with some of those sections, like hungry I'm, and just and stoked as shit. It's not like I need to prove anything. I want to get paid to skate for Jado. It's just, it's this weird passion about um, being a part of a project that they believe in or I don't know there was something in that that these guys could work full time and they just like just Saturday and Sunday maybe sometimes even Saturday maybe sometimes even Sunday maybe sometimes Thursday night after work oh shit I'm gonna film for the Jado video and they're like 
they all get together. It had that a feeling of like that an excitement through. for the project where it was like, I don't know if I'm sure JC Rose Stockwell or Farmer, maybe they do work. Maybe they don't have to work as much, but there was such a fine line and it was bizarre that the that the video was boom. This yeah. is this part of the video, then JC Rowe, Farmer Stockwell. And you know few controversial opinions that I'm just gonna throw out. I've never been a huge Jess Stockwell fan. Just say it. I've been a fan of some of his It's tricks. okay to have that opinion. I'm just I'm not I've never been really, really, really into his skating because of something that's hard to put my finger on. We tried yeah. we tried talking about it. But I mean there's people who don't like skaters that that I love, so and I think Farmer needs to change. I don't know if it skates. I don't know. I mean, maybe I haven't seen Casey Mo yet, but it it feels like he's been kind of. <laughs> I feel like we're on a sports show now. I feel like he's been in a rut since since flip flops. <laughs> Todd. Well, I always thought Farmer would be really sick in rims. Like if Farmer yeah, I thought rims, that too. Yeah, yeah. It would really change his style and really open up a lot of. Um, but I really feel the career skating with Farmer. I think he had a lot of really sick shit up until Drip Drop, and then since then, he's been phoning it in. He's, yeah, he's, he's good. He's good, though. He's very good. And I think yeah, we might I be forgetting know. something. His Fish Guys, the stuff in the Fish Guys edit, his most recent stuff... I think he moved to Kansas, or he's filming with like he, he did. He did change. He has had his tricks in that fish guy that are intriguing. I think like his skating is amazing, but it seemed like there's the element of surprise, and it seemed like in drip drop and like in videos around that era when he was doing this type of thing, it was surprising and it had a lot of impact to the viewer. But I think it's been it's been the same for a long time, and it's kind of predictable. His fucking bang section's good. His bang section's amazing, and that was like kind of a, a transitionary section for him. Yeah. Like going from from was it words to bang? You know, this brings up a whole bunch of other issues, though, too, because these guys have to produce they're working on videos with other people and they have to produce edits if you I think if you're a paid writer wasn't one of the like Damien Wilson the like controversial things you have to produce a certain you have to produce a certain amount of edits so these things are getting watered down whereas some of these other guys but they have time to like reflect and like take breathers but Paul John had a section in Dustin has put out a bunch of stuff Ben Schwab not so much um but a lot of these other guys have put out stuff. Yeah. That's been really good since then, so I don't know. That, oh, man, can you imagine if, like, if... I, I remember bringing this up on the Kevin Yee podcast that that this could just be me, that I still have a certain amount of growth to have a proper viewpoint on this. But if I was getting paid the same amount of money I do working 9 to 5 right now, like, just a traditional 9 to 5 same amount of money to rollerblade for a living would that curse me 
in some way, would I, would I overthink it to the point that years down the road, it would... And if that would, had been happening since, from the time you were like 19, 20, and you developed this fear of not having that, where yeah, your yeah. perception was like, fuck, if I don't have this, then I'll just be like working, oh, I'll just be flipping burgers, I'll just be you know, but sometimes doing the shit. person who's, you don't have to flip be burgers, special but like, I think it's important to go through like ego breakdowns and evolutions through skating for it to evolve for yourself. Well, just we're, as a, we're as talking a about person, the same thing, right? It, like it, that it's, if, it's good to go through those ego breakdowns where you're a piece of shit, and that produces a character like Paul John. People that people that come back from injuries sometimes, like the rise from the ashes, like how their their outlook on life and skating, like how people just get to a whole new level after they're injured for a while. Your appreciation of it. Like injury or or any, um, go ahead. Yeah, just any difficult thing that you have to go through in life, or any, even just having to go to work for a whole week and then finally getting like a little bit of time to skate. Yeah, it just increases your your passion and your appreciation for it, and you have all that time. Like while think about all the time that you've had spent working that while you were working you're like kind of thinking about skating and oh, firing today was the best slowly burning Lacey dropped off my lunch and it was like I, I had it's clap like I'm a 30 year old man again but I'm still like 15 waiting for my skate stuff to come to the house yeah. I put a fucking note on the door and I was <laughs> like our doorbell didn't work and it was like knock loud and if nobody answers the door, leave the package. And then when they <laughs> dropped off my lunch, I'm like, if the package comes, can you text me? And then she, she like, didn't text me right away. I was like, did the package come? And then I got the picture of the package, and I was like, yes! Yes! And then all, it was so hard the last three or four hours of work to concentrate, because I knew there was, like, the shadow video and skates. Damn. So it's like... If, I w- if skating was my job, then it'd be like, yeah, I guess, I'll, you know, I'll get up and, like, go for a walk, do some yoga, or, like, I would build my day around waiting for the skate stuff to come, or, you know, like, I don't think I'm developed enough as a human being to really appreciate if I was, if, and the best part is I never will get paid to skate, because I'm a 30-year-old man, but there's so much power in not over-identifying with skating. There's so much power in that. Like, it's the thing that I'm still most passionate about, but it's like still my little secret thing. I'm I am at work. Like, I'll be at work and I'll I'll write down trick ideas. I'll be watching footage. I'll be working on projects for work, but I'll write down notes to make skate videos better. Like, that's still, it's still the thing at the top of the pile. Yeah. But I feel like if it was my full time thing I would have to go through the black hole again at some point I would take it for granted Absolutely. see it's funny It's see it's funny though because like for certain things I believe that it's beneficial to have it as your full time like there's certain things yeah. like if you were to try to be like a, a writer or a stand up comic 
I think it would be beneficial for that to be a full-time gig because it's something that you can you need a lot of time to like put thought into and to develop and just to have that that time would be good but as a as a rollerblader like there's no way that you can spend I don't know there, there's no there, way that you can for that to be your full time gig there was a fucking vibe to the first however bit of that video where it was like that was not their full time gig that yeah. was these were short amounts of time where they were able to film these things over like they had to do a certain amount of filming sessions for this piece but like these guys aren't full time these are these, and they weren't they, protecting something they weren't like protecting a certain spot that they've got they no, were just they was, were totally just so much freedom there was a lot they didn't give of freedom. a fuck yeah, yeah. they didn't give a fuck and they just like pushed this feeling that they had this yeah. passion it had you know the the raw that raw vibe that's so important I was saying vibe yeah. too much but that raw feeling that's so important to capture in skate video was really refreshing too yeah because it was still HD there were still some nice shots but it captured that it captured what makes a skate video good yeah um last section too and uh, like all this shit that we're talking about we're not directly speaking about JC Rowe and Farmer and Stockwell we're saying like this is a feeling that we get these are things that come up when you watch these sections because We've never been paid for skating, and I'm so thankful for that, still. It's something that I thought I wanted when I was really young, and then when you're older, you realize you have a really nice outlook on skating as an activity. But anyways, the last section, too, was kind of... It was JC, JC Rowe, Stockwell, Farmer, and then kind of like this end section that kind of... There was highlights and it had everyone who was in the video, but it just felt like it was there for being there. It's like it just that last part of the video. Well, that last part, it didn't even. It, it was like the credits, wasn't it? I think it was the credits just like, started after. I don't know. There was like the boombox shot, which was cool, and they pressed play. There was that shot of like Farmer on the train or something, and we started laughing really hard because we thought <laughs> that was the end of the video. The. Yeah. It could have been, yeah, it, it would have been great if the, if the video ended it at Roll for Pros section and then it just like had like a an interesting outro of some sort where it had it ended on some kind of high point. I don't even the think video took a huge dip. I don't even think the video should have ended. There should have been You can't ride your name. You can't. You can't. The the, the Stockwell and Farmer and <laughs> Roe could have been in one section mixed. Yeah. Or they could have. There could have been one big section in the middle of the video where they had shorter pieces shared with other people. But in my opinion, the highest points of the video were long before those sections even happened. Yeah. It was funny. Like, do you think? Do you think? Okay, Paul John made the video. Do you think he was aware of that? Do you think, like... it's It would be weird, because it'd be like... These are fucking people who have had... 
because this is another thing that I want to talk about. I would love the idea. Let's just. Do you want to know what we should just stop with? Maybe. We'll do it. We'll do it slowly though. Talking about pants. No, no. Similar. <laughs> Still gonna talk about pants. In five years. Good. In five years. Yeah. No more pro skates. Yeah. Just no more pro skates. Just skates in different colorways, different names. No names attached to skates. Can we stop with that? Because I think it gives people a little bit of a complex. Some people are okay with it, but it's a fucking curse for some people. It kind of is, yeah. When people get there pro people skates, get it pro, just fucks people. Just don't... Pro any... Like, can... Maybe if you're absolutely amazing. Can we... Like, <laughs> there's just an online voting system where it's like, okay, these okay. three that people can have pro skates, but just throwing out pro skates it's a fucking curse if there's a Todd McEnany pro skate do you realize how mediocre you might become you might become amazing Richie Eisler pro skate gets better Don Bambrick pro skate um a little bit of a curse he could still come up with awesome stuff who knows but there's that's it is a curse it's come on it's, what, yeah. what does it even mean anymore Matthew Ledoux said it said it good he's like it doesn't change any like it's a it's a milestone for me personally like it feels good but he's like it doesn't change anything for me like it he's he said it way better but he was able to break it down quite nicely it only changes because when he thinks about it yeah but having come on because so if I may (coughs) Joey is looking at the back cover of the new Excess Jado video. Has Paul John had a pro skate? Nope. Has Kevin Yee had a pro skate? Nope. Has Marcus had a pro skate? Nope. Has Victor had a pro skate? Nope. Obi Doza? Nope. Paul John? Dustin Wierberski? No. Nope. Martin? No. Nope. Ben Schwab did have a pro Tonky. skate. Tonky. How but rude. Has uh, JC Rowe had a pro skate? Rowe for pro? I think he has. Just Stockwell, has he had a pro skate? I think he I has. Think he's had a bunch. Yeah. Or about Farmer. Yeah. You, are you catching what I'm putting out here? Is there. If we were to do a scientific. Yeah, if I'm to break this down into a pie chart, the percentage of the sections that we didn't like in the shadow video in relation to the pro skate. Granted, is 100%. Well, Schwab is kind of in the in-between zone. He got a pro skate and kind of didn't... Did he? Didn't have much... Was there a Schwab? Yeah, it was really nice. It was a nice skate. It was a nice foot wrap and the color combo was really nice. It was. (laughs) I I got it, actually. I got the skates. Yeah, but I didn't... um, I sold them to Kopetsky because I didn't... (laughs) I went back to Rams. But I, I went so far as to actually buy the skate because his choices, if he had anything to do with them, were nice. And also because it was kind of after Accidental Machines, but it, he didn't put up his fucking shut up. Um, he didn't put on anything good after he got his pro... Not that he didn't put on anything good, but not to the level of this section. So it was like a long stretch after he had his pro skate. So I do have a feeling that there is a correlation between pro skate and overthinking your own skating to the point that you identify with like, oh, well, I need to do this because I got a pro skate because people like this. I don't know. Yeah. 
maybe if we just went away, if we just decided maybe we'll go away with pro skates in a certain amount of time. No more pro skates, no more names attached to skates. We are I think it's also, it's, it, it, there's a bigger picture where it's not just the name on the skate, it's, it's when you become like a professional for a brand and they are giving you a paycheck, there's a certain level of pressure that comes along with that. Yeah. And some pe- for some people, they thrive on that. For some people, it's like... Aragon, fantastic. Yeah, for some people, it allows them to push skating 100%, and that's great. But for most, it just becomes a, a ball and chain where it just limits their progression. And it just makes them identify with where they're at at that certain point in time and, and just kind of repeat... And become a robot as opposed to a human, a human that deals with life. You become a robot, you know, that is in a bubble protecting have, your spot. Have you personally gone through this experience that we're speaking about on your own level, regardless of pro skate? Have you gone through this experience of over identifying with skating to the point that you're trying like too hard with it? You're overthinking oh, yeah. it. Because I totally. have, for sure, yeah, I know totally. exactly, and I can see it sometimes, not just in this video, but I see it all the time in rollerblading. I know the feeling yeah. where you're just thinking that you're supposed to go out and film some things, and but you know like sometimes certain tricks or certain just feelings that you get watching skating. Like I know certain times where it was like, I could have so easily taken a break from skating for like half a year yeah. and come back way stronger with a fresh perspective. Totally. And it's happened before. Or like, I, um, I said once to, to someone in a message, I was like, the, the only times I've ever thought, when people are saying like, oh, I've been kind of bored, or I've been in a rut with skating, I'm like, the only time I've ever had that happen was when I'm in a life rut. It has nothing to do with my relationship with skating. It only means I need to make a change in my life outside of skating. And then when I would make that change, skating would fucking become so fun again. Whether it's like go to school, get out of a relationship, um, injuries. Like I didn't have any to the extent of you, but I remember after I got injured for like three months, I was out of skating. Boom, big change. Yeah. A mushroom trip, um, cutting shitty people out of your life. Like these are all things that it's like if you're in a rut with your skating, you need to make some big change. And it's not always, but I felt like for me personally, I don't know can you relate to that yeah yeah and sometimes yeah. it's excruciating it sucks you think that you're like dying but you are in some way yeah you're like and sk- often often the rut that you get in skating is like placing too much value in skating like relying on it too much yeah. that you expect it to like it can, it is and it can be this amazing thing in your life that like accelerates your evolution and put like gives you this high in on life but it can also like if if your if your life is shit and or you're dealing with certain things that you can't get past and you and you think that skating or just going skating is going to fix that it can make it so much worse because it's not going to just fix that it's about it's really comes down to like learning about yourself yeah and then sometimes you can see that 
there's people that have the outside world so closed off and they're so identifying with skating that yeah. that's all there is, but that's hurting their skating totally. in some way. Yeah. Because it's so weird to think of like 21 year old Joey to be like, get like get into slalom skating, get a pair of speed skates, start rec skating, get a bike, like yeah, <laughs> go to school. 21-year-old Joey would just be like, no, man, I want to make rollerblading videos and that's what I want to do with my life. And then the older Joey would be like, you fucking idiot. Do you realize, like, how shitty you're going to feel? Like, I'm giving you gold right now. I'm like, get a pair of speed skates. Like, just start doing little things to help your perception of skating. But I wouldn't listen. You have to, like, I guess you're, you have to go through those experiences sometimes. Like, and I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone, but like, it could be beneficial for some of these people to go so far outside of skating. Totally. That if that's your world, I, you're missing out on like what percentage <laughs> of the world, of the planet, is aggressive skating. And if you just live in that world, I, I don't know. Me personally, I don't think that's it's not healthy it's healthy to be a part of that world but it's so healthy to be a part of all the other worlds yeah I think for a certain amount of time it's it's amazing to be a part of but you all you want to be a part of as many worlds as you can Tonky wants to be a part of this world right yeah. now that's why he's scratching at the door he's on the outside This brings up um, more interesting stuff that we never were able to touch on too much making videos and it's stuff we always talked about, but it's hard to do that um, for future videos, I would love to see like what some of these people do for work and more about, and it doesn't have to be a lot, but like who are these people outside of skating? Because skating, the actual performing of the tricks in this video, it worked for this video, but love to see a rollerblading video be made where it really captures how because we know we rollerblade we know how monumental some of those maneuvers are in their daily lives but it's like the things that are built around them. if you could yeah if you it's could hard to do really it's, capture it's hard to do though. that whole picture yeah with that weird clash amazing. documentary there was a little bit of that yeah there was that humble these are just human beings going to this one place and it was like they didn't show the skating for a really long period of time and they were able to hold interest because um, I, yeah. I feel like a lot of the people like they have other interests and jobs and things and they have very like specific lives outside of skating so I think about that a little bit you know because if that passion comes through in some of that skating it's like how it's not how buttoned down or normal but I just know like at my job I'm very much it's very so it's so far outside of what skating is it's not there's a little bit of my personality from skating comes through but it's me at a job like yeah interacting with all these people who would have no idea that I have anything to do with skating and that's fucking interesting yeah very interesting but it's hard to capture in video form I don't know what else apart from that I think man yeah all of life like it's it's the idea that God is in everything 
God is in everything. It's in the mundane moments. It's, it's when you're at work or when you're eating craft dinner or, or looking at Facebook or drinking a winter ale or whatever. God is in everything. It's not just in those moments of greatness where you're landing that huge 540 or that true spin fish brain hand plant. God, like, Obidoza. Am I saying that right? We always probably say not. <laughs> his five forty at the end of this section. Oh, a famous shit, Feinberg don't cap. Even. Oh man, God. And damn. he did it. He did really it the nice wrong. No, but he did it. Like you know, when people five forty over rails, they go the. Pro- he did the oh, other way. The other way, yeah. The fucking crazy way. He did left. And he he did he did left spin, going to the left. Yeah. Instead of right spin over a rail do you know what I, Fuck, that's yeah, probably yeah. hard to understand people will know when they see it that he's yeah well, yeah like you think about you, the, the normal way the when good you, the safe way that you're talking about your feet like go up away from the rail so like that the odds of you clipping your feet on the rail are are not very not very good because you're, you're spinning away from it but he spun into the height of the rail the odds of, of being disoriented in the air spinning that way I wonder if maybe there's like a skate park that he had gone to that has something that he had practiced that, because I had never seen that skill. Because Elliot's five forty, one of my favorite five forties over rail and bring your gun. He does it the proper way, right? Not the proper way. Five forty over, over. He does a really nice five forty where yeah. he jumps up on the sidewalk and kind of carves, and he really swings the arms. Yeah, he did it. Spinning to the right, jumping over to the left. Fuck that. Fuck that. There's lots of shit in this video that... Some of the lines is like how... How amazing, like... Speed and kind of tech grinds and being really comfortable on your skates and looking at a spot creatively. It's all like... There's a lot of cool things coming together too in this video. The variety... Future, futuristic, very futuristic. Roboting is exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. As much as I get frustrated by certain things, like I said on the last podcast, it's definitely it gets more exciting. Yeah. I get really scared that like something would happen that I wouldn't be around to see it grow, but I'm really hoping I can be around. Uh, Nancy Green, Canadian Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Um, told me today there's a guy that she skied with who's 92 and started racing after he retired so in his 70s or whatever and he only he may have gotten one knee replaced or something like that so it's like if you can ski race and ski and you're 92 years old I'm only 30 yeah, I, 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 I'm not buying the fact that like you have to, you can't skate and after like Todd, forty. I think we're gonna talk skate parks. The way some of these things are designed, you can be very low impact and oh, yeah. wizard, extreme wizard, extreme wizard. I think we're mark my words. We are gonna be making videos when we are in our forties, and they're gonna be fucking sick. <laughs> And I am gonna be able to grow facial hair at that. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Maybe just like the Johnny Depp, like the. 42? Come on. 40, everyone can grow facial hair when they're 42. 
but I don't know if Dana's dad, Dana, and you and no, Dana, you guys have got that, like, 46, 46. You guys are jeans. You can just, like, I would love to trade off. Like, I would trade, you could, like, you guys could take my beard for a day, but I would take, like, the baby face for a day. <laughs> Maybe a bald spot? Receding hairline, at least. No. No? You guys are, you, you guys just what, have, Am like, I just going to look like this when I'm 40, 42? Probably. Just really just wrinkled? More, just more wrinkled. A little bit more wrinkled? Oh, yeah, the old factor on this. Yeah. It's so good to be... To, Mort, when he had the bald spot on the back of his head? So good. Mort. How am I looking? Am I good? You're good, yeah. Really good, yeah. We were saying... No bald spot. If you were a rollerblader and you had a receding hairline and a ponytail... Oh, shit. And a bald spot. Look at that guy. And wrinkles. That's a lot going on. There's and a, a beard. Shit. That's you're you're passionate without even having to do anything. And tats. <laughs> I'm not going there. Don't need tats. No. <laughs> I gotta pee. I think that. I yeah, think that's, that's it. good. It's a high note. Yeah. Well, shadow video 2013. <laughs> Bring it to you. Bring it hard. <laughs> oh, did you that your I always do that. Uh, thank you to Leon. Yeah, thanks, Leo. Um, he packed that in my order as a little gift. Nice. I, it was, yeah, it was a nice gesture. Shop task. <sighs> Evil dick likes warm, wet places. Evil dick don't care about faces. 